What up, crew members? The motherfucking pod is presented by Double HQ Hustle Headquarters and sponsored by Culture Crew. Luxury for the culture. And visit our website, become a crew member, become a patron, and sign up for exclusive content, merch, and more. Go to themfnpod.com. That's the motherfucking pod.com. This is Agil Mazidi, the writer and director of The Beautiful Sin. I'm a filmmaker and a television host, and you're listening to the motherfucking podcast. So the word motherfucker is a noun. It describes a person, place, or thing. What's up, crew members? This is Mr. Headquarters of the motherfucking podcast, and you already know what it is. It's another special feature episode here on the motherfucking pod uh but today we got a special special guest today i'm riding solo mr headquarters we have a special guest all the way across that water you know what i'm saying we got all the way out in kuwait you know what i'm saying we trying to get international in this motherfucker so let me introduce you today to a writer director producer all the way out from kuwait you know what i'm saying from extreme films what up aj Hey man, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. It's fun being on the show. The motherfucking podcast. We're here. <laughs> you already know, man. Hey, thank you for coming through. Um, I know you've been busy traveling between Cali and, and Kuwait. Um, and I want to say thank you again from the, all the people and the crew members. Thank you for joining us. Um, but we're going to get started real, real. We're going to just jump right into it. Um, I understand you have a new film coming up real soon all right um, all right let's plug this let's let's get the whoring out of the way <laughs> um so this is my senior thesis film from uh, the university of uh california state university uh, northridge so we make senior senior short films every semester we make four films so it's basically a competition people submit their proposals and it's very elaborate. You make this uh, booklet. You have to put in all the potential crew members, your script, your ideas, your budgeting, all that, just to give them an idea of uh, what you're trying to do. It's just like uh, proposing in any kind of scenario when you want to pitch a film. So they pick their favorite or their best four films. And I was fortunate enough to be among those four to be selected. And we made the film in 2019. Mm -hmm. uh the casting was great uh the crew was amazing shout out to my uh, beautiful sin crew everyone from my producers to my uh editors right uh not writers i'm the writer <laughs> uh, my writing mentors though they helped out too so everyone that pitched in um and i know you guys have been waiting for this film for so long mm -hmm. it's gonna come out because the pandemic ruined our senior uh Senior Thesis Showcase, which is a CSUN film event that we do annually every May, every, uh, every May of every year. And in 2020, we were supposed to have one and we, I was selected to be showcased. They only showcased the best eight films of the year. We make, uh, sorry, only showcase the best five films of the year since we make eight. So we were selected among those five. Again, we were fortunate enough to be selected, but in 2020, the pandemic happened. Mm. So, of course, uh, the show gets postponed. 2021 comes around, still nothing. So, 
now we're aiming for May 2022, which is right around the corner. You know, it's just another five months and a few weeks. So hopefully this time is our time to shine. Otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen after that. But it's not just the CSUN Film Festival. We're hopefully going to go into other festivals. And ultimately, I'll be releasing it online on a certain platform. We haven't uh, crossed that bridge yet. So we'll see. Now, you said you're the writer of this film. So now it's already in post-production, right? It's it's just waiting to be released. It is in the final stages of post-production. That's what's up. Man, now... Now tell us, take us through the, the whole process. Was was it? And we already know about the COVID situation. I know that, that pretty yeah. much put a halt on everything. Um, mm-hmm. But what was the process that helped you get into writing this film? Um, what was the motivation? Well, we have a mutual friend. Uh, shout out to Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff uh, Jeffrey Davis, Jeff. um, Jeffrey Davis yeah. Jr. And <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey Davis Jr. Um, he's a great man. He's one of my best friends I've met at CSUN. Um, so we were, uh, talking about senior thesis. This was in May of, uh, 2018, a year before we shot the film. And I was telling him about a song I heard in a TV show called the flash. I don't know if you know that show. Yeah. Yeah. On the CW. Okay. Yeah. The CW. So the show is still running, I think. Um, I'm out of the loop. I haven't uh, caught up. I'm a few seasons behind. behind. But at that time, I was caught up. And one of the episodes uh, featured a song called The Murder Song. (laughs) I know. And uh, it's by Aurora. It's a very beautiful song. And it was basically a very emotional scene that they were uh, playing. And it reminded me of my ex. So this is a film that's inspired by true events. And I just pictured myself in that song with my ex. It's kind of a fucked up uh, situation that I imagined, but I was just thinking of it in a filmmaking way to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting out in the back, back in my place in uh, Los Angeles. And I was just saying, it would be cool if we were to come up with some kind of storyline or a script that would have the opening scene with this song and having a character that plays me and a character that plays her and the movie would unfold with that scenario. And I just built a script around it, but I never wrote down the script from May till it was due on the, and I think it was due in October, the first draft in our writing class. And I wrote it the morning of that day, the first draft of the film. And when I wrote it, I felt very accomplished that it was a great script. I went to class, we read it, and then I realized it was a very shit script. Great idea, but it didn't translate on paper from the first draft. So it took me about nine drafts to lock the script to shoot. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this then. So uh, getting the process started with everything else with the movie. Um. I would say this is what your first film that you wrote and created yourself. Um, it's a fir- my first film out of out of uh, film school. We did make a a short before that that I didn't release because I I didn't like it. I I just really didn't like it. 
It's still listed on my IMDb, though. It's called Blair. Jeffrey actually starred in it. Um, but it, it was a train wreck. But I learned a lot of lessons from that. And I avoided all the mistakes I made. Mm-hmm. And A Beautiful Sin is just a different monster from uh, Blair. Because Blair, I didn't write. I was just trying to direct. A classmate wrote it. There's nothing wrong with the script. It was, it was the, actually the best script in the class. Right. but ended up being the worst film because of uh, what we did on set. And it's just a learning experience. We are here to learn yep. not to make um, Oscar <laughs> movies, you know? So it was fine. It was a lesson. <clears throat> so um, the film, uh, Beautiful Sin, uh, let me just tell you what it's really about. Okay. So it takes place in Kuwait, where I'm talking to you from. So as you know, Kuwait is a very conservative society. Yes. The religion is Islam and, you know, people have their own uh, perceptions of Islam. So this film is about a young couple in love mm-hmm. that get engaged. And then one comes out to the other as trans. Mm. So that really just throws a wrench into the whole scenario, the relationship, their, uh, their whole lives are just about to change because of that re- revelation. So I'm excited to share it with people. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out when? In May, you said? May 2022? The first premiere will be in May. But of course, you'll only be able to see it if you come to Los Angeles and then um, join us for the event. So after that, I will be taking it into film festivals, hopefully. And after that, I said I will be releasing it online in the fall of 2022, hopefully. Well, hey, you're definitely tackling some uh, some real life issues that people deal with that doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of attention. So, yeah. I, hey, man, I applaud you for that. You know, I, I know this is probably one of your uh, toughest things to write. Um, yeah. But uh, especially since, since you have a, uh, a personal connection to it, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's very personal. It's coming out May 2022. Um, a beautiful sin by AJ and uh, speaking of school, you were talking about school and, and, and film school. Where did you go for film school, by the way? Yeah, I said this is a film from uh, California State University, Northridge. Mm-hmm. So this is a little town in Los Angeles, one of the neighborhoods. It's a very beautiful na- town, a good school. When I first applied, I wasn't um, happy that I was gonna go to Northridge because I really wanted to go to either USC or UCLA, right. but I'm not cut up for that, I guess. So I ended up at CSUM, but then after actually joining the film program, I realized that it's actually a good film school and they make uh, good budget movies. Like my film is around $25,000, over $25,000. So we don't make cheap movies. We we use uh, really good cameras. I don't know if you've seen the new Spider-Man, but the new Spider-Man is filmed with the same camera that I filmed my film with. Really, which is which is not a knock at my film. It's really a knock at their film because they should have used better cameras. They usually tend to try to use IMAX cameras, but I'm surprised that they didn't choose um, the IMAX Alexa cameras. They just went with the with the one I use, which is a I think it's an uh, Ari Alexa Mini, and that's what's listed on IMDb for Spider Man too. So it's just you know, I gotta definitely I gotta check it out. We're gonna check that one out, and we're gonna also check your movie out when it comes out. Um, and you haven't seen Spider Man yet. I haven't seen it yet. 
I oh my god no spoilers though but you really <laughs> need to watch it man look i, I really I mean, need to watch it. social media has already pretty much damn near ruined it ruined it <laughs> um between so uh, you already know what happens like kind of kind of i i, I know about some of the, the cameos that's, that's that's out there i saw the one right i'm not gonna say it for everybody else who haven't seen it but yeah um, yeah yeah, there's some there's some big cameos from from back in the past. It, it's it's really really good. I would want to say it's my favorite Spider-Man film. Really, out of all of it's not my favorite Marvel film. My favorite Marvel film, which might be a surprise to a lot of people, is actually the recent Shang Chi. I haven't I haven't seen Shang Chi. Oh, oh yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. No, I'm thinking about it. I seen it once. I did see Shang Chi. You've seen Shang Chi. I did. Uh, what you just think? Saw it maybe maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, I think it was good. I, I want to watch it again um, by myself because I was watching with a group, um, and I feel like I okay. I feel like I receive movies differently when I watch it by myself and with, than with a with a crowd. Okay. Um, I get that. Did you watch it in theaters or just hanging out with friends at home? No, just hanging out, hanging out with some friends <laughs> at home, and uh, I thought it was good. It definitely had enough action in it and kept you entertained. Um, the action scenes was good. It, it kind of reminded me of um, Crouching Tiger a little bit with some of the the way they did their graphics, um, the fighting styles and right. stuff. Right. Um, as for for Marvel standards to be used to that type of you know type right. of action, um, I guess only thing that would be kind of close to that would be what they did on Netflix, which was the um, um, what was that show? Iron Fist. Iron Fist. There you go. Which yeah, it was way better than Iron Fist. I don't know how you felt about that show, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people shit on Iron Fist, <laughs> and they might actually bring back all of the Marvel Netflix characters. Really, including Iron Fist, but they're gonna replace the actor. Okay, I'm I'm fine because all of the other actors are fine except for this actor. So for some reason, people have an issue with the uh, Iron Fist actor. I forgot his name, I but that dude. For some, well, for whatever reason, people don't like his performance or his his character or whatever. But for me, I, 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 I actually enjoyed Iron Fist. I don't know about like I enjoyed it. All right, I, I'll say this: I've I've only seen the season one. I didn't see season two. Um, so I don't know if season two redeemed itself over right. it or whatever. But right. I'll say this: when I watched it <clears throat> and knowing the history of Iron Fist, it was hard to separate the two. Uh, you know what I'm saying so okay. like a person that is familiar with it probably wouldn't receive it as well as somebody that didn't know anything about it going in well that's me I don't know much about comic books because I don't really read them I only consume whatever they put on television or in movie theaters yeah so when I watched it I was just like taking it for what it is and going back on Shang-Chi why I loved it was not just the acting was phenomenal Mm-hmm. From a writing standpoint, as a filmmaker, the character development throughout the film was awesome. They did, like, they developed those characters so beautifully, and um, I, I really love when a script is written so well. And that's what I think they accomplished. And a lot of people love it. And I, and I never listen to um, online reviews. But if it matters to anyone, this is actually the highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes out really? of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's funny because usually I look at that stuff and I didn't even look at it before I saw the movie. Um, I think it's kind of, I think 2020 kind of changed the way I look at movies too. 
um because i used to love going to the movies um i feel like this would have been a movie i would would have went to the theater to go see but i i haven't been back to the theater since um oh wow yeah so uh i want to get out i would like to go see spider-man in the theater though um if it's still around by the or at least the the, the matrix movies but that's a whole nother story um the matrix i'm just gonna watch on hbo max because <laughs> <laughs> like I have my own home uh, theater at home. Like it's a mini home theater, Dolby, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. So it's yeah. really cool. It's 4K and in Kuwait, there's censorship. So I don't really want to go watch the matrix with like three, uh. four minutes cut. Cause that's like four pages of the scripts uh, that's cut. So well, I'm just going to watch it at home. So, yeah. I about to say that'd be the best way. There's, there's certain ways that you can watch it. Um, whether it's prescription, uh, subscription, or you know, yeah. other ways, right? But uh, you know, you know tor- <laughs> torrenting, piracy. Hey, v- I would say VPN. Yeah. We're rocking here today with with AJ of of Extreme Films. Um, we also want to make sure that you make sure you check into this episode here on the motherfucking podcast. Make sure you check out our website, themotherfuckingpod.com. Get the merch; it's available now. I got the hats, we got the hoodies, we got the dog tags. You know what I'm saying? We got all the merch that you want. Make sure you check it out. And also make sure you check out every single episode of the motherfucking pod is all available on the motherfuckingpod.com and on all audio podcast platforms. Um, and you can also check out uh, the YouTube version of this um, later in the year. Check out those different platforms. Um, so like I said, yeah, the here. merch, it's so fly. The merch is so fly. I need me that hat. I need hey, man, that I got hat. you. I got you. We got gotcha. we got several colors. I got you. Okay. Um, All right. All right. Some other things. I wanted to talk about what got you into uh back to Kuwait. Now you're back, you're in Kuwait now and you're doing uh editing out there, right? Yeah. Um, I'm doing multiple things. So I initially wanted to stay in LA. Yeah. And had I um had we had the premiere in 2020 without the pandemic, right? It would have uh opened mm. doors, maybe. The festivals could have t- taken us somewhere. I could have gotten a job, but then, you know, the job market, the unemployment rate. Um, yeah. So what happened to the pandemic really uh, derailed, derailed, derailed everything. And it really changed uh, <clears throat> life. So I tried hustling from graduation in May, 2020, all the way to May, 2021. I didn't really get, uh, get a job, so it didn't work out. So I was like, okay, my family really wants me back. Um, I have no reason to stay. Right. Let me go back home and see what kind of opportunity presents itself. And I'm glad that I came here because I got, uh, I got a job at uh, Kuwait TV, yeah. which is main uh, television channel for our country. And I'm working at their English channel. Mm-hmm. It's Kuwait TV channel two. I got hired as a director. You start off at first as an assistant director. So currently I am a television host for my new show called Clackett. You can check it out on YouTube. We talk about different kinds of movies, their success stories, their box office records and whatnot. And uh, the show is on three times a week, every uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. at uh, 9.05 uh, p.m. That's uh, GMT plus three. So you don't need to worry about that because I put the episodes on YouTube. So 
It you is. guys can check that out. Um, another show I'm working on for the same channel is called The Night Show. It's been a dream of mine to be working on a night show because I always wanted to replace not any uh, late night talk show host, but specifically Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, I'm still coming for you. So don't feel comfortable. Um, I'm not the host of The Night Show, but I weaseled my, my way into the show because I started out as the editor. Right. From, from being the editor, I slowly transitioned into being their outside coverage host because the show is in the studio and sometimes they need somebody covering an event or whatever outside. And they had their main guy doing that, but he went on a trip. So I'm a lucky motherfucker. <laughs> so they were like, you want to fill in? And I was like, sure. So I did that. And then he actually comes back from his trip saying, I got hired in another country and I'm going to quit. So I was like, oh, <laughs> we don't need anyone else. You just you're just going to use me. Right. And they were like, yeah. So I became the permanent fixture of the show that does outside coverage. So now I'm editing, I'm co-hosting. And then I got involved in assistant directing. So my official title on the show is actually an assistant director, even yeah. though I edit the whole show. And I co-host as well. And this past Friday, actually, I just dropped the video from Friday. They actually invited me into the studio because our uh, main, one of the main hosts was on vacation. So they brought in a replacement for her. But I also joined them in for one of the segments that we do weekly. It's called Light News, where we cover different stories and news from around the world. So I posted that video and it's up on YouTube. And it's really, it was really fun. So I'm excited to be a part of the show. I know I'm not the host, but dreams uh, do come true. I did get on the show and I plugged Clackett, my other show, on the show. So, so it was fun just like being on a late night talk show and you're just like plugging your own TV show. And it's just it's just fun. You so, know, So you stole this man's job. Uh <laughs> I didn't steal his job. He literally <laughs> just gave it to me. <laughs> hey, man, look, I look at it like this. It's just like in sports. Uh, <laughs> it's the next man up. So uh, especially right. if you, if you I was at the right, it was the right time and the perfect place. You know, yeah. I was the right, I was in the right time, the right place. And it, it, just, it just happened. You leave yourself open to, to, to somebody to come in and take your spot. And then that's how it's going to happen. So salute to that, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you. I know, uh, and it was probably stressful looking for a job during 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, that imagine. was stressful. I'm thankful for the government and what they did with the unemployment. They really kept me supported throughout that year until yeah. I got my job. So I'm thankful for the, the government for helping us out. Okay. And so I want to go back a little bit further, though, because we, we shared some, uh, some similar uh, TV shows and stuff like that that we watched growing up. Uh, now, I understand you are also a wrestling fan. Um, I am an <laughs> avid wrestling fan. Yes. <laughs> so uh, when did you first become a wrestling fan? Because you kind of started out with editing uh, shows, right? Wrestling shows. Um, so I started watching wrestling with my brothers all the way back to probably 2003, 2004. OK, yep. And I uh, re religiously watched wrestling officially since 2005, not missing any show whatsoever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and 
just the other day, I was uh, watching a random video on YouTube. These guys are playing a game. They're mm -hmm. challenging each other. And the game is they play three seconds, <clears throat> three seconds of a wrestler's theme song. And yeah. you have to guess it. And I watched the part one and part two of the yeah. videos they made. And I guessed all of them right. They missed a few of them. And I, and I guessed all of them right. And I was like, damn. I spent too much time watching. This <laughs> I guess now, all of them right. Shit. Now, when we talk about <laughs> theme music, I'm guessing you're talking about what? WWE? Their entrance. Yeah, WWE. I mainly watch WWE. I'm Vince's boy. I'm always going to be Vince's boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely grew up watching that back in the, I would say shit. It was back all the way back to the 90s for us. Um, the mid 90s. Um, back when he was all cartoonish and you had Hulk Hogan running yeah. around. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Macho Man was probably my favorite. Um, come on, man. You Ooh. can't you can't get better than Macho Man. You know that the attitude, you know what I'm saying? The the way he fucking talks. Say his name one more time. I'm sorry. Macho Man. The Macho Man Randy. Oh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. ooh, yeah. <laughs> I was at a Halloween costume party uh this past Halloween, and this motherfucker shows up and full on. Macho Man Randy Savage uh, gear. Who does? Uh, this this random dude at the party <laughs> that I didn't know and I met. Okay. He was like in full on uh, fucking Randy Savage mode. And I was like, he has to be Macho Man. But like, is he though? So I went up to him. And I was like, you're Randy Man. Uh, Randy, <laughs> Randy Man. <laughs> you're Macho Man Randy Savage, right? He's like, oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool, man. This looks like, what are the odds? Now, <laughs> what, what, uh, what other, what other was your, what other wrestlers was your favorite growing up? Um, Cause you grew up in the early 2000s with wrestling. So, right. So right at the beginning of it, I really liked uh, Brock Lesnar for whatever reason. But uh, right now no. I don't. So sorry. He was whooping everybody uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, he whoops everyone's ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, he's involved with a program with um, Roman uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, they're he's about back. to fight on New Year's Day. Yeah, he's back. Okay. They're gonna fight on uh, New Year's Day um, at this pay per view called uh, Day One. That's a new pay per view. Um, I'll be. So we'll see what happens. Nowadays, now I'll say this. Nowadays, I am a little out of the loop when it comes to to what the new modern day wrestling now. With Almost everyone that watched wrestling from that era is out of the loop. They just fell out with wrestling. Well, I fell out when they when they went a little PG. That's when I was like, all right, I think I'm I'm good. Because they weren't talking to me. They were talking to a different right. so different demographic, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, then you had AEW came out. I watched them for a little bit when they first came out. Uh, I, I, I joined AEW when my man, <clears throat> when my man CM Punk joined back in uh, September. I would say I was definitely so I started watching every week. CM Punk, yeah. best in the world, motherfucker. So, <laughs> yeah, CM Punk got me watching uh, AEW. And then Daniel Bryan, shout out to uh, yeah. Bryan Danielson now. Uh, he's on uh, AEW and whooping ass. So I mean, it's exciting and competition is always good. Vince was at his best. When he had a when he had a main competitor, he like WCW kicked his ass yeah. in the beginning, and then he just bought them out. He, he just created the Attitude Era and then just whooped their asses. So would this happen again? I'm not sure. 
I don't think WWE so. WWE is too big to really have uh, an actual competitor. I'm not saying AEW is not, but this is the billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And they're like making money like nobody's business. Publicly but traded. The is bright for AEW. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's, it's bright because they have they have deep pockets over there too. Now, yeah, Tony say- Khan, the owner is like his dad is a billionaire. So yeah. we do have two billionaires uh, running wrestling shows right now. So, you know, the, that happened the before. future, you know, it's right, it's right there. But it happened before. The, la- the guy that owned WCW was also. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, Ted Turner. Ted, is it Ted Turner? Yeah, yeah. Ted Turner. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. So you never know. We'll see. You never know. We'll I don't see. know. AEW just reminds me so much of, the, of WCW now. Um, right, right. When I watch it, even, at, even on TNT and shit. So it's like, uh, it felt like they were trying to be a, a second coming of it in a way. But mm-hmm. uh, mo- much respect to them. Um, I'm definitely a CM Punk fan and Brian Downson fan. And I can't go, I can't talk about wrestling without giving a good shout out to the New Day, uh, Big E. Oh, the New uh, Day. Yeah. Man. Big E. Kobe, they and, really uh, yeah. changed the tag team division. Yes, they did. I want to say. Yes, they did. Yeah. So they, they're doing good. They're doing good. I'm glad um, they uh, got single runs. Kofi Kingston got the main championship for a while. Now Big E is doing it. Kofi, uh, not Kofi, Xavier Woods uh, might not get that same push. Who knows? But he's also king of the ring now. So oh, there's that. Okay. Yeah, he's, king, he's the king of the ring now. Recently, he won that tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's been cool. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, definitely big fans of them. Um, in wrestling in general, hopefully it, it turns around. But I've been hearing, I heard a rumor that The Rock might try to buy um, WWE with some, some other investors. I don't know if that's how true that is. There's always rumors. Uh, I highly doubt he would buy the company. He did buy um, Vince's failed second attempt at creating a football league the xfl so uh Dwayne did buy it along with his uh investors and i do believe the rock will have one more match at least and i'm thinking it'll happen in los angeles in 2023 and you better know i'll be there (laughs) (laughs) what do you think he's gonna be like he's coming to my second hometown and i'm not gonna be there (laughs) it's gotta be roman right who he faces right you would think. Uh, say that again. The Rock, he he has to be facing Roman for that last match, right? Yeah, he does want to face Roman. Yeah. I believe he's going to put him over. So I think that's going to be a cool match. And Roman Reigns, props to that man. He reinvented uh, himself. Yes, he did. He like the character he's playing right now is arguably the one of the best characters we've had on television in a long, long, long time. So. He's the head of the table. He's the tribal chief. The tribal chief. So I know, you I better acknowledge him. That's a cool fucking name. The tribal yeah. chief. Yep, the tribal <laughs> chief. So I'm, 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 I feel like how they're going to start this whole scenario with Dwayne is when the time is right, Roman Reigns will be like, no one uh, can touch me. I've defeated everyone. He goes down the names of the people he has defeated. And he's like, I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of the table. Acknowledge <laughs> me. This is it. And then out comes uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's going to congratulate him at first at his success. But he's like, 
I'm the head of the table, bitch. Recognize. <laughs> I'm the one who supported the, the family, the yeah. bloodline. Um, so you can, it, it pretty much writes itself on that one. Yeah, it writes itself. So I'm excited. I do believe it's going to happen somehow. And uh, we'll see. What about that? Would you ever take a writing job for a, a wrestling company? Um, no, because <laughs> I'll be, this is what I want to do in wrestling. Okay. It's either one of Okay. Maybe three things. Mainly I want to be a host, okay. either backstage or live commentary, but I would say backstage, backstage and whatever interviews they need. Yeah. Second, I would um, be a referee. Okay. I'll be a referee. Third, which is difficult because it requires a lot of fucking training, is wrestling, actually. <laughs> but I, I want to I wrestle in a celebrity capacity where they've had actors from, you know, recent, the, best, the best actor I've seen wrestle or the two best celebrities that I've wrestled is first um, from Arrow, okay. Stephen Amell. Yes, yeah. Stephen Amell he fought did a tremendous Troy, job. Cody Rhodes, and then he went on and wrestled in the Indies. I believe he wrestled for AW once too. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Know. The second um, celebrity that really surprised people even more is actually a singer. Um, I need to look up his name. He's Hispanic, I believe. Um, singer. Oh, you are talking about uh, Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny. There yeah. you go. I forgot I his name. Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Damn. I didn't see How the match. did you pull that shit off? I didn't see it. He but got I... everyone's respect in the locker room. I'll tell you that. Really? So in that capacity, if I can learn a few moves, rehearse with a few wrestlers, and then perform, I would love that opportunity. But to be a permanent fixture of the show in that capacity, I would say uh, backstage interviews or mm -hmm. uh, refereeing a match. Okay. Not writing because Vince would tear up the script the day of the show mm -hmm. and then come up with a different plan and tell you to write it. And I can't work under that uh, <laughs> yeah, circumstance. That's true. Because it's, it's just like their TV writing, like just a monster. TV writing for wrestling is an even bigger monster. So I don't want to deal with it. Every <laughs> single fucking week. And you're on the road every week. Yeah, you're on the road every day. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more thing. And we're gonna be off of wrestling. Um, I'm gonna say, if you're into indie wrestling, wrestling, check out um, Mr. Five K, uh, Nathan Bradley. He's an up and coming rising wrestler out of Texas. Dude is nice. He wrestles under Booker T's uh, promotion, uh, Reality of Wrestling. Um. He's a, he's a double champ in two different promotions right now. He is killing it in Texas right now. Um, I think he might be the future. He's like a mini, he's like another Seth Rollins type of type of wrestler. Um, that's cool. That's really cool. Seth Rollins is one of one of my favorite wrestlers, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do really love uh, his uh, his character, his move set, his athleticism. He's mm. also known as CrossFit God. So our CrossFit that's Jesus. True, I forgot sorry. about that. Jesus is God, I guess. So there's that. So CrossFit Jesus. So it's it's just fun. But hey, you brought it up. Speaking of CrossFit, 
I see you got the hat. Yeah. Um, I, know I got you, the hat. <laughs> I see. I, I I know you used to. Well, you still have a gym of your own, right? You have a. Yeah, I made I made a CrossFit gym that I don't yeah. work out at currently. <laughs> uh, goals for twenty twenty two. Will sorry, Coach James. I'm sorry if you're watching this. Um, so Coach James uh, programs my workouts. Yeah. I built a gym. I spent a lot of money on it. It looks awesome. It's been a dream of mine ever since I started CrossFit in 2016. Shout out to my main coaches back there at uh, Evolution Martial Arts and CrossFit. Um, Coach Brandon and all the coaches, Coach Mario, they've been great. They taught me from the ground up. Um, I really loved it. I got to the point where I felt like I got like a monster. And yeah. just right before the pandemic started, I took a hiatus from CrossFit and then the pandemic hit. And man, I just gained all the weight I lost back. And now I'm starting again from ground zero, which is fine. It can be done. <laughs> yeah, it can be done. So, yeah, so I, I started doing CrossFit um, a few years back and I had ballooned up all the way to 230 pounds. Um, and it didn't help save me from losing the weight, but it helped kept me motivated into working out. Um, I injured my back. And while doing CrossFit, I took a break from that, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to just work on cardio. I worked on cardio and worked on actually eating good. Um, and then I dropped down all the way to 190. So I'm happy about that. I've been trying to keep that motherfucker off. Um, so I've been That's doing good, man. Good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Keep at it. That's really good. That's the, that's the key thing is nutrition. Don't let yeah. anybody fool you. Yes. You can work out all day, all night, all week. But if you eat <laughs> shit... <laughs> you're going to feel like shit and you're going to yep. look like shit. So, oh, you know how it is Nutrition. in America. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The food yeah, yeah, difference yeah, yeah. between here and abroad is completely different. Um, yeah. And in America, food is just available at abundance for you to just. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And we so, have the same issue in Kuwait that we're actually one of the fattest nations really? on earth. I didn't know that. <laughs> They did their studies per capita, and Kuwait is actually one of the baddest nations and whatever year we came out of number one we're probably still in top five and because this country lacks like <clears throat> you want to do something on the weekends with your friends you want to do anything there's yeah. nothing to do but eat we have so many fucking restaurants from different cuisines from all over the world and Every other week, there's a new restaurant popping up here and there. <clears throat> That's all you can do. You can go to the movies, and people are eating at the movies. You can go play bowling, and then after that, they're going to go and grab food. This culture is heavily revolving around food. <laughs> Very familiar. Um, have you yeah. ever been to New Orleans? <laughs> I have not. All right, so... This is a perfect time to bring it up then. Every time we have a guest on this show, we always talk about food. Because um, New Orleans, down here, we, all, we love food. And it sounds pretty similar to Kuwait as far as the fact of uh, having a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, entrepreneur restaurants, you know, mom and pop restaurants, a lot of great food. So uh, I'm going to ask you this. I know you live in a, a, a is Islam country and not primarily eat a lot of pork but no we do not sir 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we have a hot sausage sandwich, which is made out of mainly it's, it can come in two forms, beef or pork. So uh, you have that as our one of our best sandwiches out of the city. And you also have a shrimp po' boy. So you have a hot sausage po' boy and a shrimp po' boy. If you were to choose one, which one would you choose? I'm a shrimp guy. I'm going to have fried shrimp right after this call. So <laughs> shrimp po' boy for me. I love me some good uh, shrimp po' boys. I love uh, Popeye's shrimp Popeye's, shrimp <laughs> po' boys, <laughs> shrimp Popeye's. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a shrimp guy. I'll, I'll shrimp. go with the shrimp one. So I'm definitely going to bring this shit up to... Uh, to my co-host, they got band and EJ the DJ because uh, they have been uh, <laughs> they've been hot sausage fans um, as far as their favorites. So you already you already killing it for for the rest of us for season three. We've been dominating hot sausage fans. The first two seasons have been all hot sausage season one and season two, but season three we came back at this motherfucker. So uh, shout out to a shrimp in this motherfucker. You heard me? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shrimp. <laughs> now that's a shout out <laughs> so so with that being said also i got one more question for you sure so uh with all your accomplishments that you have done so far um getting to film school and then coming out of film school um moving from from kuwait to cali and then back to kuwait again um everything that you've been doing as far as working on your film crews working on your writing crews um, what kind of game would you give to your younger self that was coming before you got to film school, 17, 18-year-old AJ? What kind of game would you give him that you wish you would have known back then? I don't know. Maybe some dating tips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not film related. It's like, you know. Hey, it could be whatever. Um, it, it could be, it could be like some dating tips. Don't, mm -hmm. if you meet this person, do not, <laughs> <laughs> do not move forward with that person. So probably that more than yeah. anything. Um, other than that, um, maybe join CrossFit <laughs> earlier than you have had and don't leave CrossFit. Don't motherfucking leave CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. leave. Film stuff. Um, I'd probably say don't second guess going to see something. Mm. Okay. Don't feel bad about it. You're gonna just give it time and you'll see. All right, there it is. Yeah, I heard what the man said. You know what I'm saying? He said he would go back to crossfitting and uh and damn sure giving some uh some relationship advice as we all know, relationship advice is really more of an experience. That <laughs> is, build. that is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I want to say thank you again, bro, for coming on the show. Um, as always, make sure y'all check out the merch on the motherfucking shop. Check out the merch. The hat, the shirts, the hoodies, the, the dog tags. Make sure y'all check that out as well. And also make sure y'all check out every single episode. So make sure y'all check those out. Also check us out on YouTube, IG, the MFM pod on the motherfucking pod.com. Um, I'm Mr. Headquarters representing EJ the DJ and Thick Eye Bandit. You know what I'm saying? And I guess from Extreme Films, AJ, you know what I'm saying? Thanks for dropping in, big dog. Um, with that being said, you already know what it is. The motherfucking what up, pod. Members? The motherfucking pod is presented by Double HQ Hustle Headquarters and 
sponsored by Culture Crew. Luxury for the culture. And visit our website, become a crew member, become a patron, and sign up for exclusive content, merch, and more. Go to themfnpod.com. That's the motherfucking pod.com. It's the motherfucking pod.